when I weighed myself at the end of those 10 weeks, I'd only lost two pounds, but I'd lost 16 inches and gone down a dress size. You could physically see the difference in my body. Physically, wow. I'd taken pictures every week and you could see my body getting smaller and smaller, but I'd only lost two pounds in weight. And for me, that was a big wake up call because it made me realize that I was putting too much emphasis on the scales and not on what I was doing to, to my body, you know, how I was feeling it and my exercise and stuff. So where I'd been eating healthily, obviously throughout that whole 10 weeks, I'd been exercising six days a week for 10 weeks. And if I had been weighing myself and getting told my weight and that weight wasn't coming off and I was putting in all that effort, I'd been like, well, what's the point? Yeah. But at the end of that 10 weeks, I could see what the point was because I was smaller, I'd gone down a dress size, which at the end of the day is what we want. Slimming Storage is branching out. I've created a Facebook group and over the next couple of months, I'll be building the community starting with live Slimming Story conversations. This is your opportunity to feature on one of the upcoming podcast episodes and share your weight loss journey. Are you with me? All you need to do is just click on the link in the podcast show notes or search for Slimming Stories within the group feature on Facebook. I would love to see you there. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cine Stories. I'm your host, Claire Alden West. Welcome. We've got such a treat in store for this week's guest, Kelly Miller. Kelly Miller has, I guess, taken the scenic route in terms of her weight loss journey and she's had so much success. Very recently reached her target weight and she's lost 11 and a half stone. And I really love Kelly's journey. And I think that when we walk through those doors of a weight loss group or when we decide to commit to a weight loss and fitness journey we all have this destination of okay I'm going to lose this weight for this occasion whether it be a wedding or an anniversary we have something in mind don't we about the time scale that it will take to achieve this goal I'm just going to start by saying that Kelly has been on this journey for just over 10 years and she's lost, you know, 11 and a half stone, which is a lot of weight to lose. Kelly has really dug deep on what it actually means to be at a healthy weight. You know, the the transition that has taken place from viewing the scales as, you know, having this weight to lose and really falling in love with fitness and seeing the achievement that can be a result of really committing to a fitness goal and in this episode Kelly talks how the realisation of really committing to a fitness goal and just taking your eyes for a moment off the scales and seeing what can be achieved through fitness you know there are so many plans out there that you know talk about let's hit the fitness for 10 weeks five weeks let's see what we can achieve when we fully focus on our fitness for a certain length of time and this is what Kelly did when she was at 23 stone she committed to a 10 week fitness plan and you know you'll have heard the the intro and the she only lost two pound in that week but she saw this amazing transformation with her figure having committed to this fitness journey and there is so much emphasis on the scales you know there is and I think it's kind of ingrained that when we commit to a weight loss goal, we've got this number inside, you know, this number or dress size that we want to achieve. And we sometimes lose sight of 
what fitness can do if you really commit to it. You know, thinking about the, the inches that can be lost. And I've been in weight loss groups where the emphasis is really on the scales. And then when we get into conversations around fitness, it's a case of, but fitness won't help you lose weight. And this is where I think listening to this episode today will really inspire you to see what can be achieved. And I also think that taking part in some sort of fitness also motivates you to go on and lose weight. And that when you are exercising, picking up that bar of chocolate is kind of a case of, well, I've just burnt off X amount of calories on that run. Do I really want a chocolate bar? And, you know, that's going to be like 300, 400 calories. Do I really want that? And I think it's that inner dialogue of recognising you've put in all that effort, you know, you've got up early or, you know, after work you've committed to a run. Do you really want to spend those amount of calories on a chocolate bar? If you want a motivation, you definitely in the right place. So here's introducing Kelly to her episode of Simming Stories. Kelly has lost an amazing, an amazing amount of weight. And it's really important that we're doing this interview today because she's only recently just hit target. So I just want to start by telling the listeners how much you've lost. I've lost 11 and a half stone. Wow, goodness. Oh, that, that is such such an achievement and it's so fantastic that you've only just recently got to that target and would you have ever imagined with all the noise that's going off around covid thinking that i know only i could hit target in the middle of a pandemic i tell you (laughs) exactly so so you've reached taking me 10 years but let's wait until the middle of a pandemic and then i'll hit target (laughs) (laughs) exactly so of all the moments you've chosen, that, that's ironic, isn't it? And sometimes that's how Brilliant. it happens. Story of my life. <laughs> Can you relate to feeling that sometimes feeling our comfort zone in the chaos? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I think because it, when there's chaos going around you, you need to maybe then just have things that you can control. And for me, it was my diet and my exercise, and I could control that. And my exercise is what 100% what got me through the first lockdown and struggling with this one because it's winter and now raining so I can't get out but um yeah it does the exercise helps me focus because when I'm exercising I can then focus on my food as well I'm one of these ones I do them both I have to do them both together so it's it's helped me in that sense I've been able to spend more time focusing on my exercise and spend more time focusing on what I'm eating so do you feel that lockdown is giving you that time and space just to really get to the root, I guess? Because when when we're busy, we kind of just touch on the top of what needs to get done. We can't always, you know, tick off everything and our to-do list. And, and that, mm-hmm. I feel, works in terms of our weight loss, too. Sometimes it'll be like, OK, we'll have a healthy breakfast and have a healthy lunch. And OK, dinner's gone to part, but at least I've done a breakfast, at least I've done a lunch. Yeah. Where in lockdown it's given us that time just to take a breath have a bit of quiet time and actually think about and focus on on what we do want yeah definitely because I think because we weren't going to the shops as much as well you had to plan what you were going to have for your meals for the week because you couldn't just nip to the shop to go oh I fancy this I'll just go and get that from the shop you had you know you're doing the old good old-fashioned weekly shop you know what we did back when we were younger, you know, when your mum and dad used to go to the shops and come back with a trolley full of food, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of almost gone back to that. So you had to plan. And to that, I think, is, yeah, 
planning is obviously key. They always say that, don't they? You've got to plan and focus on you know what you want for your meals and just yeah. So that's definitely helped in lockdown in that sense, having to decide what I'm having each day in advance and sticking to it, putting it on my fridge. As they say, the list on the fridge. Definitely, I've always been one that's felt that if I'm planning for a full week, I don't know. I feel that it's like oh. God, do I actually know what I'm having every day? I find that quite a bit of like, oh, a bit of a heaviness. But it doesn't have to be that way, does it? You know, you could get food in, you can, you know, bulk cook. There's many meals that you can get out of like one, you know, one Mm -hmm. item. And it it allows you that time to be creative too. And look at the YouTube videos, look at what's on Instagram and, and think about what you can actually cook that doesn't necessarily look like diet food. Yes. Um... I think though for me, because I've been doing this for so long, everything's like his diet food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's just a way of life for me as well. So I do always tend to adapt it to be healthier because I don't actually my stomach doesn't like it when I eat full rich foods anymore. I just I mean see Christmas there. Oh my god, the bloat was unreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because you know, you do treat yourself at Christmas and the bloat was unreal it really was I was so glad to get back to the eating healthy again it's like all that carbs and all that all those greens and everything yeah, yeah. and I made the stupid come. mistake of saying oh I'll make a cheesecake for Christmas uh, you know for the pudding right oh as good as it was oof yeah oof. <laughs> <laughs> no we, we kind of forget don't we that for those that like you say that you've been doing this quite a while when you do have those moments where maybe you've gone on an all-inclusive yeah. I guess you kind of go with the flow don't you often for for the sake of the occasion and you know you've got people around you maybe like my mum and be like oh Claire just go and have a cake why can't you have a piece of cake <laughs> Feeders. what's wrong with, you know just have, just have a small bit and then you know she'll come back with this like huge like quarter piece of cake and in terms of your journey Kelly and you know you mentioned that it's taken a, a long while mm-hmm. When we look back at your weight loss journey, where did you feel that food for you wasn't just about feeding your appetite? And where for you did you, I guess, use food for other other reasons just to feel full? I think, I mean, obviously at the start, yes, I was an emotional eater. Like the majority of us people that are overweight, it does tend to be, we eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad, we just eat for any reason at all Um, and I still do you know I can't say I don't I do but I don't have the guilt associated with it anymore and that came about really when I met my husband he's not a food he's one of these annoying people that can eat what he wants and doesn't put any weight on but he also has no relationship with food at all for him food is literally just to fuel his body yeah I I, I really don't know why I married him (laughs) Bless him. <laughs> but, uh, but but seeing somebody that's got that relationship with food has actually helped me because well, my my mum always struggled with her weight so I've always seen people struggling with their weight throughout my life and I think that's kind of just got associated with you know, to me and I just thought that's what you do you struggle with food but my husband doesn't and so seeing that has actually really helped me have a, a different look at food I do I say I'm not I'm no saying I still do have my issues obviously but I do try and look at it differently as well now and not have the guilt. So if I do, like obviously this weekend I did celebrate because I hit my target weight. 
but I'm not going to feel guilty for going and having a slice of cake and a panini for my lunch. Or, you know, I'm not going to be guilty over that anymore. No, it's, it's food. I've enjoyed it. And by ditching that guilt, I can move on and not think, oh, well, I've blown it. I may as well have this, that and whatever because I've blown it anyway. So I can just leave that behind me and I move on to the next meal. You know, it's, yeah. But it's before, oh, yeah, yeah, you, I ate my emotions. How have you been able to implement that behaviour into your weight loss journey to recognise that this is just food, I'm not going to feel guilty, I've enjoyed it, that bit was perhaps rich food, but I'm back on it. How did that connection start? Where did that behaviour change? And what challenged you other than recognising this in your husband for me, to make it easier? Because I think it, there's one thing to recognise that, but there's a, it's another thing, a whole new piece to put that into action. And that, that's a bit that I'm trying to get to in this interview. I want to understand how you was able to take the action piece on that. It's been just a long learning process, really. And all on, it's not been an overnight, you know, it has been a long learning process. I would say, I mean, obviously, as I have mentioned, I do really enjoy my exercise. And I think it was, oh God, a few years ago now, I hadn't done any exercise for a while. And I thought, right, no, I need to get back into it. And I did a 10 week high intensity program and I weighed myself at the very start, but I never weighed myself again until the end of the 10 weeks. And when I weighed myself at the end of those 10 weeks, I'd only lost two pounds, but I'd lost 16 inches and gone down a dress size. You could physically see the difference in my body, physically. Wow. I'd taken pictures every week and you could see my body getting smaller and smaller, but I'd only lost two pounds in weight. And for me, that was a big wake up call because it made me realize that I was putting too much emphasis on the scales and not on what I was doing to, to my body, you know, how I was feeling it and my exercise and stuff. So where I'd been eating healthily, obviously throughout that whole 10 weeks, I'd been exercising six days a week for 10 weeks. And it just, if I didn't, if I'd been weighing myself and getting told my weight and that weight wasn't coming off and I was putting mm. in all that effort, I'd been like, well, what's the point? Yeah. But at the end of that 10 weeks, I could see what the point was because I was smaller. I'd gone down a dress size, which at the end of the day is what we want. Absolutely. <laughs> we want to go down the dress sizes, regardless of what the scales say, we're wanting to get smaller. And that's what I was. I was definitely getting smaller, but the scales don't reflect that through the exercise that I was doing. So that was my wake up call to think I'm putting too much focus on the scales. I need to concentrate on what I'm eating. Yes, obviously, because that is the most, right. you can't out train a bad diet. Mm. So I was definitely focusing on what I was eating and making sure I was eating healthy but just enjoying my exercise along the way and not letting the scales dictate to me anymore on what I was worth as you know, the effort I was putting in. Oh, that's fantastic if you just want to talk about the changes not necessarily just the, the change in dress size how, how it made you feel having gone through that process and then how you felt physically how you felt about your health how you felt mentally mentally exercise I would say that to anybody that struggles with mental health even if it's just going out for a walk because when I'm having a bad day I'll go out for a run and it just clears my head and I feel so much better I never regret a run 
I'm, I'll sit here and go, oh, God, do I have to go for a run? <laughs> but once I've done it, I've never regretted it. I've always enjoyed it. And, or walk or anything, you know, I've always enjoyed yeah. my exercise once I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it. going round, I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> but once I've done it, I've always enjoyed it and never regretted it. But yeah, it's definitely helped me mentally 100%. Um, and physically, just seeing the change in my body as well, can doing the before and after photos as I was going along, doing you know, the, my measurements and that, to knowing that I was getting the results as I was going along, even though I didn't know what the scales were saying, I yeah. knew what the tape measure was saying and I could see those results and it just made it worthwhile. And I wanted a whole new, healthier lifestyle. I was miserable the way I was before. Why did I want to continue down that path being miserable? And yeah, it just was, it was a no brainer to me. I was happier. I was healthier just the endorphins you get with exercise so I was yeah. I was I was just feeling so much better for it so I just it was a no-brainer as I say just I had to continue doing this path because I just I, I love it and so uh, why would I want it. to go back the way I was because I wasn't happy I was miserable that's the thing and in terms of exercise I read something and I can't even quote this but something around if you just actually accept that you're never gonna want to go out on a cold day after work in the rain and run or do exercise whatever what you want there'll always be something on netflix something calling there's always always a reason isn't there but if you kind of accept that is the case and just kind of accept it but then just park it and put it to bed you Mm -hmm. know kind of forget about it put it at the back of your mind and just do the thing because you can guarantee i don't know anybody that has gone for a run gone for a walk in the countryside gone to the gym class and then said oh I wish I hadn't done that I feel yeah. I feel exhausted and now I need to go to bed because you, yeah. you get that rush don't you you do you, you do, do get that rush definitely and um our local gym obviously they're shut just now with everything going on but our local gym is really good they have a really good membership um scheme going there so it's and you just you get to know people within the gym as well and it becomes a little community just at the gym yeah. you see the same people over again and you do you, you make gym buddies and it is good and you almost feel because you've got your gym buddy, even though you don't see them out with the gym, you just see them at the gym. Yeah. You always feel like, oh, I've got to go to the class because so-and-so is going to be there. Yeah. And I want to see how they're doing something. So you go with that. So it's, uh, it is, it's good. And I always say as well, if you are thinking about going out and you think, oh, I can't be bothered, just go put your trainers on. You know, go put your mm. gym gear on, put your trainers on. Because once you dress for it, you'll go. So just to unpick your timeline, when you arrived at this class, the, was the like the wake up call so to speak at that point was you at your heaviest so we talk about you know that you've lost 11 and a half stone was you at your highest weight at that point yes yes that was my heaviest weight um I was 23 stone and two pound when I weighed at Slum and World for the first time yes um it was and it was actually the first time I've ever done Slum and World I'd never even actually really heard of Slum and World when I joined it was a colleague at work that convinced me to come along because she was going to be joining and she knew what I was going through emotionally at that time and so she wanted to help and so she said she was joining that night did I want to come with her and I was like well tried everything else (laughs) me as well (laughs) and yeah it was turned out to be the best thing I ever did fantastic and it's nice to get that support of of friends Mm -hmm. and 
obviously no doubt you're eternally thankful for your friend to introduce oh, yeah. you to slimmer world and was yes. it at the same time that you took on board this 10-week training no no this 10-week training was only about three or four years ago it has to say that it's been a, it's been a long journey it's not been it's, well, it has, yeah, it's been 10 and a half years I've, it's taken me to get to target so it has been a long learning journey but I think because it has taken me so long I've had the chance to adapt to my new body as well because yeah. that takes time to get used to and just basically it's given me time just to accept the whole new lifestyle the new way of eating and everything just and how and how people see you as well because yeah. people look at you differently from when you're big to when you're thinner as well and that can be a bit of a because to me I'm the same person yeah but to them I'm not so it, that takes a, something getting used to as well being treated differently by people and it's a funny thing, isn't it, when we start to lose weight and the boost of confidence that can give us. And sometimes I wonder, is it how people treat us because of the change in size or is it because what we what we're actually giving out is a lot different to what we used yeah. to give out? Yeah, it, it could be that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah this, two things there, because I've, I've literally just replied to a post that one of my old guests had, had put on it how people used to view him in a, in a bigger body. But I know that at the moment I'm in a larger dress size, but when I was a size 12, my confidence soars because I do feel a lot yeah. better in myself. And that energy that I give out is, is totally different to Claire mm-hmm. in a size 18 to 20, which is I am now. And it's strange, isn't it? When you, when you talk about having to get used to your body and your size and it, it's not just the, the case that you you know you physically lost this weight you need to go shopping again there's there's lots of things involved isn't it it's about you know how people react to you how you mm-hmm. I guess process that <laughs> the attention can be interesting can't it the, the yes. attention can be interesting there's lots of lots of things in the mix isn't there that's not something that you would I guess ever consider if you'd never embarked on a, a weight loss journey but yeah it's very involved isn't it it is it really is and you just you're used to being perceived and being I mean I was a bubbly person as they say because I felt I had to be because all I had to rely on was my personality because why would anybody else like me because, you know, I was, you know just, I didn't like myself, so why would anybody else like me? So I had to rely on my personality to be noticed, to be liked. And I think I've still got the same personality. You know, I am, you know, I think I'm funny. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I met my husband when I had lost nine stone. And I'd been doing Slim and Well for about three years then when I got my nine stone award. I actually met him the week I got that, <laughs> funnily oh, enough. Bonus. But I never, when I met him, obviously as you do, the whining and dining, I never lost any more weight. I actually put on a stone and a half when I met him. And I stayed at that weight for about three years and we got married. And then after we got married, I was like, right, no, I need to, because I was started to slowly put on like another wee sort of half stone. And I was like, no, 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 need to lose that. So I got back into it again and been chipping away ever since. But prior to meeting my husband, I never had any interest, you know, from boys, boys and that never, never showed any, or if they did, I pushed them away because why would uh-huh. they be interested in me? So I had the big wall, you know, yeah. up. and as the weight came off, my confidence did grow. And a couple of my friends convinced me 
to join a dating website, um, which is how I actually met my husband. He was my first and last internet date. But I'd been on a couple of nights and had boys can come and, you know, interested in stuff and that then so it was yeah it was weird because I'd never had the interest and because I didn't have the confidence I would always push them away so when I had that confidence and there was guys showing interest I was like get me I'm hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was nice when I lost the weight to to get that interest um and then I say well obviously I met my husband so that was that on the back burner I just had to settle with him Bless him, bless him. So which, which dating site did you did you embark on? It was um, Plenty of Fish. Was it? Right. Mine was Match.com. I met my husband on Match.com. Uh. So quite <laughs> quite similar to you. I, I didn't have the, the amount of weight to lose, but I was very shy. And there's no way on God's earth would have ever spoken to anybody in the club for a start. I could never hear anybody. Uh, um, and as soon as I, I just hate, I hated the whole thing around that. And you're right, aren't you? As soon as you go on dating site, you get all this interest. It's like, oh, but I felt like rude not like replying to it. So the more that I replied, as obviously the algorithm back there, the yeah. more that you reply, the more you, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit crazy. So it's nice that you found your husband on the first try. Well done. Yes. <laughs> My very first and very last internet day. It was funny though, because his profile picture, I was like, ooh, <laughs> he looks a bit, I don't know, he looks a bit dodgy. <laughs> I was like, can't judge a book by his cover. <laughs> but yes, no, he was nothing like his profile picture. He looks a lot better. Nice. <laughs> oh, husband, when he's listening back to this, my goodness. <laughs> my, my story in terms of dating was I'd actually got a date. I don't even know if I did disclose it. It sounds so terrible. I'd got the date lined up and I was like, no, okay, I need to focus. You know, my, my son at the time was two and a half and I thought, no, I need to, to focus and, you know, stop um stop going on these stop going on these dates and then my husband just so happened to message me um and I was so convinced that nothing you know I wasn't gonna be that interested but I thought I want to meet up with him because I really fancied him which is really fickle and (laughs) I I really fancy it so I'm gonna meet up with him anyway um so I agreed to meet up with him in Asda for a coffee before work and thought talk about low key <laughs> the other day, it's up to that point. I made like a massive effort of getting ready and looking nice, and I thought, now for a coffee and Asda, and that that was it. I'd got a date lined up. He'd got a date lined up, and we cancelled those. And that, yeah, the rest is history. Over ten Aww. years together, and it, it's nice, you know, feeling that you know you're attractive and, mm-hmm. and losing the weight, isn't it? And that that confidence yeah. that comes with that is such a gift. On top of the fact that you know your health journey has been revamped and all the you know all the risks that come with overweight have been diminished so Mm -hmm. how do your friends and family see you in terms of the success that you've had um well my family obviously they're super proud they really are my sister actually she ended up joining slim and world and she lost four stone and got to her target as well my mum she's always been a yo-yoer and I think she always will be. <laughs> She's had her successes and then she puts it all back on to then lose it all again to put it back. She, that's just my mum. We've just accepted that with her. <laughs> um, but yes, they are. They're, they're really super proud. They're just, they were worried, obviously, with you know mm. being 23 stone. They were worried. They didn't think that, you know, I would survive you know because it's not healthy being that weight and especially because you know I was well that was when I was in my early 30s so if I'd carried on like that 
well, I might not be here now, you know, so yeah. it's, it's confusing. My mum that I call mum, is, she's actually my stepmom. I actually did lose my mum when I was young, when I was nine years old. She, oh, um, nice. she died of a heart attack and that was weight related. Right. Um, so there's obviously that concern they had with me as well with having obviously let's say lost my mum she was only 36 years old when she died of a heart attack oh goodness so that was obviously always a concern in my head as well but my mum my well, my mum that died she did actually lose her weight before she died and again I was like well if I lose weight am I going to die like my mum mm. um but I just thought well Either way, you know, I could die, so I've got to do something about it. <laughs> so, yeah. and yeah, it's it is the best decision I made, and I think doing it slow and steady is what's kept me healthy and kept the weight off as well. It's not been about a big rush to the finish. No, it's just I've just I've wanted to integrate it into my lifestyle, and by doing it slow and steady, I've been able to do that. I can live my life and feel in control. Yeah, and do you feel that? Looking back at, you know, your, your mum's weight loss journey and that she, you know, she lost it all and then, then she passed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that your drive to lose it slow and steady was driven by the way that your mum had lost the weight and then, then passed? I, it maybe was subconsciously. I tried not to think about it too much. Um, and I was actually upset that my mum had lost weight because she wasn't as cuddly. Oh. <laughs> because you're nine years old and you want to cuddle yeah. your mum don't you so yeah. um she wasn't as cuddly so I didn't like that she had lost her weight and yeah. um, obviously now I can see the health implications yes. and, and yeah. why she lost weight she was never as big as me but uh I don't know if it did really affect me in the wanting to not lose weight because of what obviously happened to her because I also knew by not losing the weight that could happen to me yeah it's quite an interesting way to start your weight loss journey having had that experience with your mum and that's quite unique it's quite an, a unique situation to be in and around the you know association that this weight loss and that that's what happened with your mum and then well you need to lose the weight because you need to keep healthy and my goodness your father must feel so so elated that you've had the success and you're, you know, you're healthy, you're, you're attending these programs, you're inspiring other people to, to keep fit and to lose weight too. That must be such a, such a relief for him. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he's proud. He's not a man of many words, my dad, you know. <laughs> um, he did say once though, my, um, my stepmom had messaged me once. They used to live in Saudi Arabia, so I didn't see them very often when I first started my journey. And um I'd put a picture up on Facebook and um, I was friends with one of their friends on Facebook because they didn't do Facebook back then, my parents. And um, she says, oh, I've just seen a picture of Kelly. She's looking really bonny. And apparently my dad turned around and went, she's always bonny. And I said, like, oh, oh, bless her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bonny and beautiful. That. She's yeah. always bonny. So oh. he's, uh, but yeah, obviously with what happened to my mum, not that he would ever say, he was concerned um because he's a man of few words but yeah I think they are they're all really pleased and happy for me and in fact obviously when I got to my target um at the weekend there I did put a post up on my Facebook page 
and uh, he did comment on that saying that obviously they were really proud of me and stuff so, so he, he does he says he'll say on facebook in a wee message you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is lovely that's yeah that, that is great and when we're looking at somebody that's 23 stone not in a disrespectful way but you know that if you're 23 stone to embark on something such as going to the gym or going for a run you know that it's going to take so much more energy to actually do the exercise and then even before that begins you know that for that person to actually walk inside a gym to attend yeah. a running club is a massive huge what's well, a massive huge achievement it's a big thing to embark on yeah what piece of advice could you give to somebody who may be listening today that is over 20 stone and is thinking right okay just like kelly i've done this before and it's what works we've got a new year where do i even start start small i always think start small don't aim big set your targets small and achievable so even if it is just going for a walk around the block to begin with um if you've got a dog obviously taking the dog out but you obviously you walk your dog anyway but to take them that little bit further and just start slow and build on it and if you have a day where you just don't do it then fine don't do it but don't beat yourself up because you didn't do it yeah just got to start small and just set small achievable goals and if they're you know because if you make them achievable then you get that euphoria that you yes i've done it and you yeah. move on to the next one but if you set them too hard and you don't achieve it, you think, oh, well, I've given that, I've not done it, so what's mm. the point? So just set them achievable. And by go, like going to gyms and joining gyms and stuff like that, even I get nervous going to the gym, you know, if I'm starting a new class, I'm like, have you done that class? What's it like? Who does it? Who goes there? Can I come with you? Because <laughs> I do, I get nervous. Yeah. Even now I'm still going to yeah. new classes and gyms. It's, it's just, that is just natural. We all feel like that, starting something new. Um, but see, once you go in and you realise that everyone's there and they're, you know, they're not looking at you, they're not judging you, they're actually, you, they're probably thinking, good on you, you're doing that, yeah. you know, it's, um, I just, I mean, I did actually used to go to the gym before I started Slimming World, I, I went to the gym um, when I was 23 stone, because I thought, you know, I can, I can run this weight off no <laughs> you have to get the diet right first because <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you know, i go to the gym and then i'd go home and have a pizza yeah it doesn't work like that <laughs> <laughs> um but i still you know i still went and i never noticed anybody looking at me maybe they were and maybe you know saying things but i never noticed it because i just kept focused in my own little zone i didn't look around me i just stayed in my, and i still do i stay in my own little zone um for me that's just what works i just head doing and focus focus 100 um, and i just always think as well though i'm doing better than anybody else sat on their sofa yeah too right i'm running i'm running rings around everybody sat on their sofa that thinks you know that, that might go oh look at her what does she think she's doing well you're sat there doing nothing so i'm doing a lot more than you <laughs> that's right and it, it just feels that uh... Your whole journey has been really liberating, really freeing. And after all of these years, I'm so I'm so pleased that you're in this place. And are you are you a big shopper? Do you like to go to clothes shops? Is that your thing? Or do they yes. give you the dread? 
<laughs> Do you know, I used to, obviously, I hated clothes shopping because, well, I just, I couldn't shop in normal clothes, in the normal shops. I just couldn't get anything to fit me. Um, so it was always online. And I hated it. I absolutely hated online shopping because it would arrive and it would look awful. It would just be, a, I'd just look like a sack of spuds. You know, it was awful. So, yes, I have quite a big wardrobe of clothes now. My husband keeps going at me for having buying more clothes. So that's new clothes again. I went so many years of not being able to enjoy it. So I, I want to enjoy it now and, and be able to dress in the latest fashions rather than just getting stuff that fitted. I can exactly. now have stuff that I like and love. Yes. Oh, it's, it's been such a joy to interview you. So, you know, so bright and bubbly. <laughs> and you know you're such a, a joy to interview and to lift and inspire us and we need that we need that motivation thank you and I think when I when I dare talk about coming in and out of lockdown every time I do an interview because I, I interview about three or four months in front I never know where we're going to be at the point that I publish this oh. but irrespective of lockdown or not with what went off you know last year what may be going off this year and just embrace the hope of of new beginnings that that hope that I guess people have been bombarded with for the last 18 months or so that hope I feel that if you can commit to an exercise regime whether it be running going to a gym doing a lone walk climbing mountain whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. to really try and, and commit to that and that may not be you know exercising six or seven days a week it might be right okay I'm gonna schedule the time this time is for me and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna start that's it I, I always say that as well you do have to make time for yourself and you have to be selfish yes you do you have to, it and but, I mean I'm not a, I'm not a parent but I know that a lot of parents struggle with being you know for time for themselves and but you have to be selfish mm -hmm. and you do have to put yourself first because by putting yourself first means you're going to be a fitter, healthier person to then look after your family and your, your friends or whatever, you know, to be there for folk. So you do need to put, you, you need to be selfish and put yourself first. Yeah. I do think that, dare I even say it, women, especially. <laughs> and I know, so I know a lot of men listen to the podcast, so apologies, <laughs> apologies. Uh, but I think, Speaking as somebody that, you know, works full time, being a mum and parent, step parent, all, all those all those things that come into the mix. You know, if I, I was literally to, you know, drip my energy through, they'd all be ready there with the cups waiting for, uh -huh. for me. If I don't, yeah. you know, if I don't commit to something and even like the podcast, my son hated it with a passion. <laughs> but at least the first 12 months, he hated it. And it, <laughs> it was almost a case that I was stepping into my own and and regaining, I guess, some sort of like creative identity from being, you know, an art student back in the nineties. For me, saying actually, uh -huh. I'd like to do something creative. And yeah. I think children in particular, when you've been there, and it's not to say that I'm a bad, I'm not saying that I'm a bad parent. <laughs> I don't show up for my kids, but we're allowed to be our, you know, we're allowed to be ourselves. Yeah, we are still yeah. an individual. Yeah. And so we need to focus on ourselves and have time for ourselves. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So thank you so much. If anybody listening 
is inspired to come and find you on Instagram if you'd like some stalkers. <laughs> How can they find you? What's your Instagram handle, Kelly? Uh, I am on catsmother underscore weight loss underscore journey. Fantastic. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care. Have a great Thank week. You. And I hope at some point, as I'm looking out the window, it's very grey. I hope at some point you can get out for a nice, nice it's sunny snowing. run. Is it? It's I've got, I've got snow. <laughs> well, you know, you'll have to get, um, what's the guy on the, the body coach guy, Wicks? I have to get Joe Wicks on, on the screen and oh. yeah, do some hit sessions. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see i can't i might go out do you know what it's quite nice running in the snow yeah, i might go out exactly exactly <laughs> so i hope the snow calms down so you can get out for either a walk or a nice little run and you have a great week and thank you so much for inspiring both myself and my guests thanks kelly thank you thank you so much so the snow's definitely gone you know we're definitely kind of touching summer it's it's just been so bright and so sunny and this has really helped motivate me to get outside in the morning even when it's been cold because the sun has been there it's been really beautiful and I, I feel that a morning routine is just great practice for anybody that has any type of goal whatever the goal is it just gets you in that great that great place before the day starts just to reassess what you actually want for that day and to commit to exercise, whether it be in the morning or straight after work, it's almost, you know, you're giving yourself that permission to take time out for yourself. However busy your day is, whatever your commitments are, you're committing for that time to allow yourself. You're basically committing a gift to yourself that you're going to treat your body to some physical exercise. And this time is just for you. And we have to put ourselves on the pedestal. If we don't do it, who's going to do it for us? You know, there are so many energy vultures out there that want a piece of your pie. <laughs> and you have to claim it. You have to put, you know, your stake in the ground and say, no, this is my time. I'm doing this and I'm going to look after my body. and I'm going to give myself with some exercise and then just do it. Just go on and do it. And I know a lot of people will listen to that thinking, well, I've got children. I've got elderly relatives. I've got so many commitments but you know if you're burning the candle at both ends how long can you sustain that kind of life you've got to claim your right for time and you've got to commit to your energy and exercise is such a great way to refuel your body it's crazy but if you're feeling shattered at the end of the week if you're feeling drained then honestly just getting out for a run getting out for a walk will re-energise your body and it's what you need it's what we need as humans to get through the day of stress whatever comes your way I promise you exercise will just help lift and motivate you throughout the week thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Slimming Stories I really do appreciate that you're coming over week after week and listening it really does mean a lot to me and if you've not yet subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast please hit subscribe on that subscribe button so until next week have a great week ahead and take care and i'll be back here next week with another episode of simming stories <laughs>